Welcome to the 10th edition of our Talk 22 podcast. When we started the podcast all those weeks ago, one of our main aims was to showcase the exceptional work of businesses here in Liverpool, and today is no different. We're talking to Stu and Ash, also known as Rise Up, who are members here at Launch 22. They produce a number of educational programs to help various individuals not only learn new skills and knowledge, but also provide a way for people to express themselves, and that includes literature and poetry. I'll let the team tell you a little bit more about their work. Ash and Stuart, thank you very much for joining me today on our podcast. Uh, you are from Rise Up, and if you could just tell me a little bit how you started out and what exactly it is. Okay, well, how we started out, I personally, this is Ash speaking, by the way, <laughs> I, I, I personally have used rap and poetry and creative writing as a way of helping people in community settings, such as in schools, using rap as a revision tool, for example, or in mental health institutions, working with the Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Orchestra, yeah. and using classical music and poetry and rap as a form of therapy and catharsis, and all these kind of things. One of the things I was doing with the Philharmonic was working in secure units. And what I found was that the, what we were doing was limited by the funding. So for example, we could go in and do a six week project and we could get maybe people that haven't read books before interested in literature. We'd have them listening to classical music and have them thinking in a different way about possibilities for the future and for change. And then we'd leave. And to me, that was just, that should be the start. So when I discovered what was happening with the way that the probation service was changing, what a lot of people don't know is that part of the probation service has changed. So the bit that deals with what they call low-risk offenders is now run by something called CRCs. In the whole of England and Wales, there are 21 of these CRCs, community rehabilitation companies, that come under six larger umbrella organisations. Um, and they are trying to work with the third sector, so that's voluntary, community, charity kind of sector, to use the innovative kind of work that we have always done in the creative arts and such like to really help people to move on you know, they call it rehabilitation. We never claim to be able to rehabilitate people. Course, you yeah. tend to have some good tools that can help people to move on in life and get more confidence if they choose to. So I approached my good friend here, Stuart Cody, because I guess he can introduce himself in a moment, but he's more kind of the business side and I'm the creative side to okay. simplify things. And told him what was happening and told him I would like to create a program to work with people in prison and people who are leaving prison. And I'd like it to be something that is really sustainable and long-term, more so than what I was doing at present. So we start with the creative arts, and then we move into giving people real tools for understanding how the mind and emotions work, and understanding how that affects behavior and your environment, and how to get control of yourself, and how to build rapport with people, and how to build self-esteem, and how to then move on to things like interview technique, applying those skills to deciding what you really want out of life, maybe writing CVs, writing disclosure letters, maybe bettering your literacy skills, and all that kind of thing. 
Um, and I guess part of the reason I do this personally yeah. is because I have been in that position myself in the past. I know how it feels to be that person that is bitter and angry and feels marginalised and feels that the, the institutions have forced me to become a certain way. The school has convinced me that I'm not intelligent enough, not academic, that the police and other institutions have convinced me that I'm some kind of criminal and I then become a, what they call a self-fulfilling prophecy. I become that person that acts underintelligent, that doesn't read books, that is doing criminal activity and lives a chaotic life, lifestyle, but then finds a way, not of, not of forcing myself to change, but of just finding my purpose in life and daring to go for it and to live who I truly am on the inside, oh, wow. which is not a chaotic person, which yeah. is not someone who's thick, which is not someone who's criminal or violent, yeah. <laughs> which is, uh, in simple terms, a writer. <laughs> Go on, ask him something. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good, and I think it's really important the way you can use like your own experiences to, you know, reflect on it and to help help you now with what you're doing. Yes. Um, Stuart, if you could just tell me a little bit. Um, Ash mentioned you do a bit more of the business side of things. What is it then that you do within your role? Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, well, I'll give you a little bit of background as to how this actually sort of came about what you know what we do um as ash mentioned this is something that he wanted to do you know it's something that he's had a passion about for a long time um he approached me at the early start of 2015 and we spent the entire year trying to develop a program writing developing researching um we sat down with a guy called lol burke who works at liverpool john moore's university in their criminology department he said, guys, you're on the right track. This is, you know, what needs to happen. And we built it from there. So we then spent, we then got here. We, we, we you know, we, uh, we were put in touch with Launch 22. And you guys have been absolutely amazing for us. It's really kicked us on. We wouldn't be where we are today without Launch 22. Um, we started in January 16. And yeah, we, we, we hit it hard from there. We, we've been at this ever since, just trying to convince people to look at it, to take it seriously, and to try it. Uh, and, you know, I know we're going to come on to that in a bit. Um, so that's my role. My role is to look after the, the sustainability of what we do. Ash looks after the programme. So all the delivery side, the, the sort of the, the coal face, if you like, the, the front of house is, is Ash's responsibility. Mine's the back of house is making sure that we are sustainable um, and that, you know, we're, we're hitting all the, the criteria that we need to be because um, we, we're obviously, with, with what we do, we're... we're we're dealing with people's lives in what we do. It, it's it's really important. And so we need to make sure that that's done properly. Yeah. And the people that pay us to do that want to make sure that that's being done. So all our reporting systems, what they call the KPIs, the key performance indicators are all hit, targets hit. Um, so that that's my role within within uh, Rise Up. Amazing. You both, uh, you both have a lot lot to do obviously within your roles you mentioned um launch there um, and we'll be coming back to your time about launch 
time at Launch 22 in a little while. Um, now, in terms of some of the programs that you put on, I understand that you recently completed one at Risley, and it yes. was a really big success. Yes. Um, could you tell me a little bit more about what went on there? So, we were commissioned by the CRC locally, Merseyside Community Rehabilitation Company, to pilot this idea. They have a fund, a grant fund called Innovation Fund to try innovative new ideas, see if they work. And if they do work, there's a possibility of them commissioning us long term so that this is sustainable. We can continue to do this work over a number of years, however long um, this goes on for. So we had, we met with a guy at uh, one of the governors at HMP Risley, Andy Laidlaw. And he was really open-minded. They're really, really, him and the governor there, Pia, are really, really trying to change the culture in the prison and in the education department as well. And he was excited by what we could offer. And he said, yeah, the doors are open to you guys. Let's get you in and let's try this. Let's try doing over six weeks, two sessions a week, working with two different groups of men within the prison. And, um, and applying all of the different elements of our programme. So that was creative arts, this time round using rap and poetry and storytelling, because that's what I personally can deliver. So I could personally keep an eye on the programme, it being our first or kind of second pilot. Um, and then we were working with psychotherapists, NLP practitioners, neuro-linguistic programming. For people who don't know what that is, that's a way... You know, it's something that teaches you how your mind works, how your emotions work, how communication works, how to build relationships, how to build rapport, how to feel good about yourself on the inside, how to deal with stress, how to calm yourself down, etc., etc. We were also working with specialists in CBT, that's cognitive behavioural therapy, again, how your mind works. Um, as well as a specialist in magical spelling, which is a way of using imagery to spell people who can spell the best see the word in their mind so it's teaching yourself to be aware of that um, we actually had one guy who was convinced argued with me for all morning <laughs> that rough is spelt r-u-f-f and it must be spelt r-u-f-f because he saw it on a dmx album <laughs> and that very afternoon we had that same guy spelling dictionary backwards in front of a whole group of people, some of whom he'd never met. Yeah. Okay, and this was a this is a really serious a guy with a serious background in criminality and violence, mm -hmm. who didn't who saw himself as being undereducated and unintelligent, as I used to see myself twenty years ago. And okay. hadn't engaged in any other programs. And had not engaged in other programs. Oh. Refused to. He's too chaotic. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so we work with specialists. We don't teach the NLP and stuff. I do what I'm good at. That's writing, rapping, etc. We work with specialists, fully trained, experienced specialists in their given fields. And then towards the end, as I say, we moved on to the CV writing, disclosure letters, interview technique, and action planning, helping the guys to get in touch with their purpose. What's your meaning in life? What do you really give to the world? And how are you going to get the best out of whatever situations you find yourself in? One of the things we, we also did is um, we got staff from the CRC, the offender managers, to come down. Um, again, we were told that that's impossible. This has never been done before. Um, there were a lot of people um, on the course that had never, you know, they'd never met the, the 
offender manager and yeah we, we put that out to everybody we got a good response we got those people into the prison and they did some workshopping with the guys and it created that rapport a um, little bit of cultural capital being gained from that from that as well and again they, they took that away and we were really impressed with that so that that was the the program in a nutshell over 12 sessions over six weeks the the feedback we got from the the men in the prison that worked with us and the, even the men that didn't work with us because there wasn't enough space on the program we were oversubscribed massively okay. people were turning up that weren't even on the program one of the guys who had a cleaning job just joined our program. I went right through to the end and he even got a program pack and certificate at the end because he just he insisted on being there. Um, and the feedback we got from them, from the prison staff and from the OMs, as she was mentioned, they are basically the probation workers, yeah. the people that are meant to work with prisoners when they leave prison. And from really everybody involved, the, the, the feedback was not just that people got it and got something out of it, it was that people could really feel our passion and our practitioner's passion and really felt like they were part of it, like they took ownership of it. Yeah. It like this rise up thing, this is ours, this is for us, we're part of this. And the, the rest of the world, some of these institutions and schools and whatever haven't taught us this stuff, yeah. but this is so let's get on it. And now some of the guys are asking us if they can come and be mentors oh, wow. for us when they leave prison and be part of the Rise Up family, That's which amazing. is exactly the dream, you know. Amazing. So obviously you've had a lot of successes with your programmes, um, but have you also, I'm sure, you know, you work with a lot of different kinds of people. Have What would you say your main challenges have been whilst working at Rise Up? The, the challenges actually aren't the... The group of people that we work with, the, the challenges are actually the institutions mm -hmm. that are supposedly funding, paying for this. Um, that's that's the issue. We, you know, because this is, has never been done before in, in the way, you know, all the little elements, the, the CPT and the NLP, you know, these are, you know, time served, you know, things that people know about, but it, it's never been put together in the way that we've done. So convincing people to take a chance on it is really difficult that's been our, our biggest challenge hasn't it or, yes. or, you know and it took us 12 months it took us a lot of hard graft just to get someone to go yes okay we'll trial it that's now taking off um during one of the sessions in in risley we had um a group coming down from lancashire and cumbria crc and we were there yesterday and they want us to do a pilot program now in, in preston and off the back of this um they want us in um, in Risley permanently over the next 12 months as a minimum, um, running this and in the community in Manchester as well. So following when guys coming out and also they want to put, when we're doing the community work in Manchester, to put people that haven't been to prison, that are maybe that have been spared prison, but they have to do some form of, of education or some form of... Uh, course or program and so they want to put those guys and girls on on it as well so the the challenges are all institutional i suppose um but actually the, the, the cohort that we work with i don't think there's there's any challenges there at all the, the, the prisoners are not the problem the prisoners are brilliant <laughs> the, the institutions themselves, a lot of people know because it's all over the media at the moment, this kind of what they're calling a crisis within the prisons and there's riots and there's understaffing and there's a certain culture that needs to shift somewhat in order to actually help people to turn their lives around. Whereas a lot of people in the community 
And I think a lot of people who actually have worked in prisons as well maybe have the attitude that people should be punished and should be locked up because they're a danger to the society. Whereas by, we understand that sentiment, but people like us believe that actually what we need to do is leave, keep an open door for allowing people the opportunities to turn their lives around and not be involved in crime or violence or whatever if they don't want to be anymore. But if nobody ever tells you why it is that you feel the way that you feel, if nobody ever gives you the tools to actually move on and feel a bit better about yourself or about your society, and if nobody ever tells you that maybe you're not stupid, maybe you just think differently to the way the school system wanted you to think yeah. or whatever, if nobody ever gives you that self-esteem and that chance, then why would we expect people to move on and do that thing that they like to call rehabilitate. Yeah. And if the only people who are trying to rehabilitate are basically saying to you, you're wrong, I'm right, why don't you be more like me? Mm -hmm. This has never worked. Yeah. We have the evidence to show everybody knows it doesn't work. What we're trying to do is something that does work and does help people turn their lives around, but obviously we're having to convince people that maybe, for understandable reasons, uh, are sceptical yeah. about this kind of thing, and they think, oh, my wishy-washy. You know, we've had an article in the Warrington Guardian come out just recently, and one of the comments has said something like, oh, this uh, bleeding heart liberal nonsense, is this what they're doing now, rather than punishing the guys? <laughs> and, 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 and another comment mentions, oh, is it, is it, how is this going to help prisoners just teaching them that gangster rap <laughs> about busting caps in people's backsides or something? You know, obviously people don't get it, and we understand why, but that is one of our biggest challenges. We're trying to be part of a cultural shift that is happening, and the news at 10 don't talk about the brilliant stuff that people like Sean Prince over in Preston, or Andy Laidlaw and Pia in uh, HMP Risley, or loads of other people in this country are doing yeah. amazing stuff in the prisons in this country, and nobody wants to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, definitely the work that you guys do is really, really good. You know, it's so important, you know, to give everybody an opportunity to be able to express themselves, especially. I think it's so important to be able to do that because in this day and age, it's very hard to do that without yes. being judged for it. Yes. Um, so in terms then of what's coming up, obviously you guys are challenging a lot of stereotypes, that kind of thing. What are your future plans or future goals then for Rise Up? I'll, I'll, go on. I'll, I'll let him talk about the future goals and future plans because he's good at that but I'll just say with regards to the stereotypes when we go into a prison I will challenge anyone to come into one of our workshops and look at the guys and you will find that most of the guys in our sessions are nothing like the stereotype of a prisoner you're looking at just really pleasant nice, intelligent well read, educated people that you, most of them you look at and you think wow how are you in a prison but yet I understand that most people when I tell them about my background think that about me they don't believe that I used to be um, a big massive muscly skin-headed aggressive <laughs> angry <laughs> nasty guy <laughs> and now I'm a long-haired <laughs> literary dude <laughs> with, uh, with uh, you know with, 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 with silly clothes um, so, yeah, the stereotype uh, needs smashing, it needs destroying. But, go on. Well, I'm just glad that you said all that about yourself. <laughs> Saves me saying it. <laughs> what, what you need to know, uh, just a little aside here, is that 
we we've known each other. We've we've been good friends for for twenty years. Um, I'm godfather to to his son. He's godfather to my, my children. Um, but I I knew of Ash before I actually met him. Um, I knew his reputation and all those things he's just said sort of sum that up. So you know it's it's quite remarkable to to see him. You know. A reformed character. Well done, mate. Thanks. But with regards to the uh, the future, um, the the future's really good um, because of the impact that we've we've had at Risley, and the fact that the prisoner turning around saying, "Look, we want you guys in here." Um, that from where we were 12 months ago is, is unbelievable um, and it shows the fact that the people on the ground floor are saying look they, we, we see the impact of this straight away um, so there's the continuation there Lancashire Cumbria are, are really engaged with this as well um, Ash put a shout out there to Sean Prince, who's the head of reducing reoffending at HMP Preston and also Debbie Smith as well at Lancashire and Cumbria CRC um, have really engaged with this as well as uh, MPPS which is the National Prison Probation Service as well a guy called John Bowler um, so in, in terms of, of the work within the prisons that, that's, that's really good um, outside of that as well we're, we're engaging with uh, the department the department of work and pensions, if I could say it properly. So basically, Job Centre Pluses, um, they've got people that they would like us to work with, you know, long term unemployed, people that maybe have, you know, issues of confidence that haven't been in work for a while, that, that need to look at that maybe a different way of, of viewing the job market and themselves. And so we're, we're just in, in the process of, of setting up to work with the. With the Department of Work and Pensions. Um, so again, it's another little string to our bow. It, it doesn't really mean that we have to change what we do. We do what we do. It just it, it works for, for so many people. Um, so that that's what we're, we're aiming at. The other thing with that, we intend to uh, become registered with somebody like the Northern College of Further Education or some awarding body so that we can give out qualifications in whether it's literacy, basic skills, uh, numeracy, uh, vocational qualifications, etc., etc., through the DWP, but also with some of our cohort that are coming out of prison. Um, but also, this stuff about understanding how your mind works, understanding how that affects your emotions, understanding how to build relationships, how to build rapport, how to calm yourself down, how to get better sleep at night, how to feel good about yourself. This is not for any particular uh, section of society. Everybody could do with knowing this stuff. And that's exactly why at Risley and at Preston, we are now being asked to do staff training. This is not just for prisoners or for people who have specific issues in the life. Everybody can benefit from this. So as far as we're concerned, we'd like to spread this as widely as possible. But our passion at the moment is helping people in prison. I think that's a really important point. As we, we talked about before, you, you, you know, it's, it's trying to change not just, you know, the thinking of, of, of prisoners. It, we're trying to change the institutions. We're trying to change the, the thought processes of prison officers, of the, the, the institution itself. Um, because, you know, it, it's great giving somebody, you know, a great deal of, of self-efficacy. Uh, you, you know, you, you build these people up over, over six weeks, but then 
they leave us and they go back to the cell, they're back on the landings, they're back into a chaotic situation, a chaotic environment. And we know, like, you know, Ash touched on it before, you know, it's all over the news at the moment, we know that there, there are issues. So what we need to do is start working with, with staff and, you know, Lancashire and Cumbria have given us that opportunity. They want us to train 120 of their offender managers, uh, what they call ROs, um, over, you know, over you know six sessions. So you know, th- this is this is positive. That that's where we're trying to go. If 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 prisoners feel that there are staff members that in some way dehumanise them, for example, then you can be sure that those staff members who act in such a way feel dehumanised by the system themselves. There are always imperfections within huge institutions and within any society. Yeah. Civilised society has always had its problems. They are not the issue. The institutions are not the issue. How do we, as individuals, each cope with and work with the institution and with each other to get what is best for us and for everybody else out of each situation and each moment we find ourselves in, each challenge and each opportunity? That's what matters that's just a shift in consciousness. Brilliant. So you guys are obviously doing loads of stuff out and about, doing stuff everywhere, it sounds like. Um, but you do reside here at Launch 22. So I just want to have a little chat with you about your time at Launch. So you guys are on the scholarship programme. If you could just tell me um, how, that's kind of, how that's kind of benefited you with what the work that you're doing. Oh, how long have you got? Um, yeah, I, I, I think it, it, it straight away gave us a level of professionalism that all of a sudden we had an address. So, you know, even just having mail sent to a work address, being able to do presentations to people, um, this ball started to roll with um, HMP Liverpool, with, with, as we mentioned, Sean Prince, who's now at Preston. Um, he came down to us and, and just the environment, because we are fundamentally an arts sort of, a, you know, sort of company. This is what we're about. Um, and so Launch gives us that great vibe. It's that really good feeling. It's got quite a boho feeling. It's quite cool. It's, you know, and, and I think that really works for us, doesn't it? It, it so having that, being able to bring people in and do your presentations, that is, that's invaluable. Having that, having that space to come and work, because we, you know, we were working independently for for twelve months, you know, working at home, or Ash was working at the time as well, and having to, we, we were having meetings that start at nine o'clock at night and go through to like two, three in the morning. Um, so being able to have a place that we can come, we can we can have a little meeting, we can chat, we can you know bounce ideas around, and we can sit down and get stuff done. Um, also, the help we had as well when you know I think you know I need to, to mention Matt who who was running the place initially. Um, you know the amount of work and effort that he put in with us, um, and contacts and giving us as much help and advice and all this type of stuff. It's invaluable. It really is invaluable, and I'd, I'd recommend it to anybody that is looking at starting out and maybe is a bit unsure as to what to do. And, 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 you know, finances are really difficult for any startup. Um, Launch 22 really provided an answer to so many questions. 
Launch 22 has become almost part of our image, and people like Sean Prince, when we meet him, when we met him yesterday, he still talks about how cool it is <laughs> in Launch 22, and how he came up to the roof garden. And I think so. It becomes part of your image as a company, but also the people that you meet here, and the advice you can get just from chatting with people, sitting down and having a cup of tea together and a sandwich. Um, has been invaluable as well. The contacts we've made through people here and through just chatting and getting to know people and friends as well that you know uh, that we'll probably know for years to come. It's a it's a fantastic place. I'm probably a bit biased because I've only been here a few months and I just love lunch. It is so good. Um, well, thank you so much for uh, having, taking the time to chat with me today because obviously you are both so unbelievably busy, but I really appreciate the time, taking your time to have a chat and I'm so excited to see what else you've got coming up. No, thank you. Bless you. Thank great. you very much. We really appreciate uh, you talking to us. It's so positive to see all the work that Rise Up are doing. As we mentioned in the interview, nowadays it's so hard for individuals to be able to express themselves and it's wonderful that they're giving a platform like the courses that Rise Up put on to be able to express themselves in different ways and also learn new skills at the same time. If you're interested in finding out more about their work, you can click on the link in the description. And likewise, if you want to get involved with our scholarship program here at Launch 22, you can find our website in there as well. If you fancy getting involved in our podcast, you can drop us an email, liverpool at launch22.co.uk. We'll see you soon.